Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Mike Molina. And we'll be right back, kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walls of Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Is the heat on because it's 37? 37. Well... Yes, that, and uh, it's two years since Glenn Fry passed away. Oh. Two years already? Oh, yeah. wow. But this is the one week where you cannot play any Eagles music, so I had to go with something from his solo years. Why can't you play Eagles music? Because of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Oh. oh. I complained this morning on the KQ Morning Show because they played an Eagles song. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. Yeah, what? You need to not play some week. music by the Vikings, the well-known <laughs> band. <laughs> I know, we we were at the grocery store this morning, and one of the cashiers was like, who do you think's going to (laughs) win? Who's going to go to the Super Bowl? I'm like, Vikings? Why did she ask you that? I don't know, maybe I, because I look like I'm a Viking lady. A Yankee? I don't know. You look like a Viking lady? (laughs) (laughs) I had my horns on and my furry vest, you know? Yes, that must have been it. That was probably everything. That's probably exactly what happened. Uh... I got to show you something if we can get that if they do the highlight thing again. I don't see it now. There's a, a picture. Uh, they do the the top stories on a site called Newser, which is a pretty left leaning news site. And there was a a small picture of Donald Trump 
uh, talking about the fact that they uh, people are questioning his height and his weight and all that. Oh, my God. And I looked at the picture. I said, God, I didn't know he had gotten that heavy. And then I went to the real picture. They expanded his waistline in the picture by about, I'd say, a foot. Well, of course they did. Seriously, they they expanded the whole thing to make him look a lot fatter than he actually I is. I know, Twitter's doing something. Uh, start out calling him a girther, you know, the whole birther. Yeah, the girther and the birther, <laughs> the girther. Yeah. And people are jumped all over that and was like, they're fat shaming, you're being horrible. And they're like, I didn't mean it like that. It wasn't meant to be mean. It wasn't meant to be mean calling him a girther? Mm. No. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I just Backpedaling on Twitter is hilarious. Once again, I would just say this. I don't know why you think it makes the United States look good to have uh, your idea of the president to be mentally ill, about ready to die of a heart attack. Why do you want the president to look as weak as you possibly can? Because just... they really do think that they can, if they just hammer all of this stuff down everybody's throat, that, that he'll be impeached. It's not going to happen. I, they well, actually do, do you remember? That. I, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but when George W. was in office, the press acted just as obnoxious yes. about him. Yes, they, they made did. him yeah. seem yeah, like he did. was a complete imbecile, bumbling fool. That's just what they do anytime a Republican is in an office. That's why I just think we, we shouldn't even have parties. Yeah, I agree. Let's not have parties. Like I said, yeah, we have the centrist party. That's what. That's good. That and then, works for me. Yeah, because then you can't have all of these, I'm taking my side and I'm never going to stop until I get my way, people, which is the majority of journalists. Look, I don't know that I ever said this on the air, because it's certainly when he was president. But in my estimation, watching Don, uh, Barack Obama, he's an arrogant jerk. But what good does it do me to call the president an arrogant jerk when he's the president? Well, I mean, when the, Did you? People say things. No, I did not. Oh. I did just now, though. But, I mean, when people say these things about Trump, what good do you think it's doing for the country to say that about the president of the United States? Well, it's not about the country. It's about their side. That's all it is, yes. They don't, you don't care about the country. So that's the whole thing. No. I would like to focus on the United States of America as a country and really get to the point where everybody's treated uh, equally, mm-hmm. not well, and not badly. You don't, you don't go from, well, they used to treat these people badly, so now we've got to just be way over the top nice to them. No, you don't. We weren't alive then. Just treat them like anybody else. That's the best way to get through life is you treat everybody the same, and then everybody will be happy, and then everyone can shut up. From the left and from the right, all you can just shut up. It'll be wonderful. I know. You know it's, I mean? it's actually, the other day, I don't know, I, got, I have this news feed thing on my phone that pops up every day and every single one was just making fun of trump and like i said i'm not a trump fan i didn't right. vote for him but it I, if you were from some little you know like these little countries i i would be like oh my god they've got such a maniac in office we should be able to do something to take advantage of them right, right. now well that's what they're looking for it's, they're trying to get people to believe the things they say so that they could take advantage of it i know it, it's I just wish they wouldn't do it. It's I just, awful the way they're acting. It's it, really bad. I don't see any other country doing it. Do you see anybody doing that in England or France or Germany or Canada? Or you know, Look, they don't like them. They'll say neg- negative things about them. But nobody's saying, uh, you know, the prime minister is, is uh, nuts and he's going to have a heart attack any minute and she's going to have a heart attack any minute and they're horrible. Well, it just doesn't do any good for anybody. It, it seems like in other countries they always have a publication that does that. But yeah, it's well, not. It's, but it's not widespread anti-party stuff in every single publication. Well, I, I was telling like people this here. morning, and I think this is true. I'm looking for that 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 centrist position, and as close as I can get, I, I really admire Ashley Banfield for what she did on uh, on her show, because she she went after. Uh, that woman who attacked, uh, who accused, I should say, she didn't attack him. She accused Aziz Ansari. Well, in a way, she attacked him because what she saw as uh, sexual assault was a bad date, according, you know, to the facts. I don't know of yeah, all based the Based on her own description, it. yeah. Yeah, based on her own description, it was a bad date. That's what it was. Well, that's not sexual harassment. I'm, I'm sorry. you. He didn't, unless he forced you to have oral sex with him, which you told us yourself that you did, the, the two of you, then I don't know what you're talking about. But Ashley Banfield does a good job, and I like S.E. Cup. We've we got to get them on the show. we got to get both of them on the show. 
And I, maybe it's a situation again, and I talk about this all the time, that because I was raised by women, maybe I find women to be more even keel, but then there are all these white women that hate white men now and just like to de- destroy them. So it's not all women, I'll tell you that. You just get these, I don't know. Do you, Catherine, do you think that women take more extreme positions than men? I think some women do, yes. Just some women. Yes. There's a lot of really um, angry women out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I mean, and I, you know, there's a lot of angry men as well, but there's, right. you know, women have found that they can be angry and it's, yeah, it's, it's acceptable it, yeah. and it's acceptable by society now. I mean, it used to be that women couldn't run around and be angry and otherwise they'd be considered cuckoo. But, right. but now that they have a voice, I think that, you know, some of them are just like, yay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So that's a great thing. There's no doubt about that. But here's, here's the misconception that fascinates me. And Andy, you can talk about this as well. Melina, you can talk about it as well. People assume because you're a white man, you're in the club. Yes, they do. That is not even close to being true. If you're a white man, you are not automatically in the club. They don't automatically hand things over. I would say that if you're an Ivy League white man, you get what... If you're an Ivy Leaguer across the board, I don't care what color you are. If you're an Ivy Leaguer, they're all over you, man. You're part of the club, and that's all there is to it. Well, that's probably why they think that you're in the club is because they've only ever met uh, college professors. Yeah, well, that's probably true. Aside from them, they keep to their own uh, type. That is probably women true. Women stay so. around with women, yeah. and non-white people stay around with whatever race they are. And if they meet a white person, it's probably an insufferable college jackass. It's just amazing to me that people will not like somebody because they have a political belief. I know. Who cares? That's like not liking somebody because they have a religious belief that isn't yours. No, it, they do that, It's too. insane. Oh, well, they, I know, oh, but yeah. it's not... Not well, not so much anymore. I mean, it's pretty acceptable to have friends that are, you know, I mean, normal. Not around, not, not around the crowd that I'm the, around the crowd that we're talking about. Being a Christian is like being a heretic. I don't know. They don't yeah. like that. Every other religion is fine. Not Christianity. Though. Christianity in America now is taking a beating. There's no doubt about that. Well, it's because what they hate is the status quo. Not uh, yeah, that's true. They don't really actually hate anything based on what it is. They just hate, hate whatever's popular. Yeah, status quo. You're absolutely right. They, don't, they hate status quo, and that's a, that's a fact. But, yeah, for you to think that just because you're a white man, you're in the club, it is not even close to being true. Um, and that's all there is to it. Uh, one person vigorously re-upping her claims in the wake of the hashtag MeToo movement, Dylan Farrow, who continues to insist her father, Woody Allen, molested her when she was a child at the home of her mother, Mia Farrow. On Thursday, Farrow appeared on CBS This Morning and says she wishes there had been a trial since I was already traumatized from the alleged assault on August 4th, 1992. That's when Farrow says her hero led her to the attic of Mia Farrow's Connecticut residence and touched my labia and my vulva with his finger. Dylan Farrow was seven years old at the time. The now 32-year-old mom told interviewer Gail King she felt it was necessary to finally come forward on TV saying, I want to show my face and tell my story. I want to speak out, literally. And she has supporters in high places, including Mira Sorvino and Natalie Portman. Although Allen vowed in 2014 to never again comment on the allegations from his adopted daughter, he broke that vow today. I never molested my daughter, the director says in a statement to CBS News. He adds two investigations, one by a hospital's child abuse clinic and another by a child welfare investigator or investigators in New York, previously concluded that no molestation had ever taken place and it was likely a vulnerable child had been coached to tell the story by her angry mother during a contentious breakup. Sadly, I'm sure Dylan truly believes what she says. Dylan Farrow refutes that, noting that my mother has only encouraged me to tell the truth, adding she wonders why this crazy story of me being brainwashed is more believable than her own account. Why is it that uh, everybody else is believed but not Dylan Farrow? That's a good question. Everybody else is believed. Oh, really? That's what happened? I know that's what happened, so well, let's... Seven-year-olds are pretty easy to um, make believe things well, that aren't real. I understand. I mean, when you're talking about yeah. this happened when I was 14 years old, that's a lot more, uh, like, I don't Believable. know. A kid could have a dream and think it's real. 
Yeah, well, there was, I I remember years and years ago, there was some sort of big case of uh, somebody was accused of child molestation. I don't think it was a movie star or anything like that, but it went national because they were saying that the child psychologists were leading the kid. Yeah, the fake uh, fake repressed memories. Yeah, 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 all the repressed memory stuff. I remember that. And it was people that were under 12 years old are very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. To suggestion like that. So it's tough to, it's tough, I mean, it's tough to make a call, I think. But I have a question here. Didn't he pretty much seduce his adopted daughter, Soon Yi, while he was still married to Mia Farrow? Uh, and they ended up I getting remember. married? That's... Well, she was an adult, though. Yeah, I know, but isn't it rather... Well, I, don't... I thought she was only 17 at first. I, still... I don't know. It was hinky. It was not... It I wasn't know. cool. No, I... Woody Allen is a psycho. I'm sorry. The guy was a brilliant writer, very, very funny guy at one time, but what a lunatic. Yeah. I don't know what the hell his deal is, but that guy's out there, so... I think the fame got to him. I just hope it hasn't gotten to a point now because of people like this accuser of Aziz Ansari. And I'll be very clear again. I'm not defending Aziz, Aziz Ansari. I can't stand him. I don't, I don't I think he's not funny in the least. So it's not like I'm defending somebody I really find to be entertaining. I think he's terrible. I'm not defending him either. I'm just saying, well, what you're describing, lady, is not sexual assault. It's a, a bad date. Oh, but the thing is, is that you should be able to go over to somebody's house Without the, you know, oh, I, agree. You know, I think that that's the part that's making this whole thing muddled. It's like she went to his house. So what did she think was going to happen? No, I understand that. You know, I mean, just because you go to somebody's house doesn't mean that you sh- that it's okay. Look, I don't know. They need to they need to take a look at it. Maybe he did. I I don't know. But we're gonna at some point we're gonna have to have proof that this stuff happened. We can't just keep assuming that everybody is telling the truth. Not to mention, she not only did she go to his house, but she apparently stayed after, like, for hours of this happening. Then that's kind of strange. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't want any of this but stuff near me. People should not drink so much and go yeah. off with people. Well, there is that's that. part of it. Well, I mean, there's a very, like, you know, I don't know. It's cool to be slutty right now. Cool. Well, what do you mean? It's always slutty. been cool to be slutty. Boys like slutty girls. And that's true. <laughs> Never ever liked slutty girls. <laughs> the most majority guys of do. them do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, most guys <laughs> like slutty girls, and most girls like yeah. whatever you, guy yeah. will yeah. like her. You go into high school and look at who the popular girls yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Most of them are. No uh, way. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I was never active, around girls like that. Let's say active. Mm-hmm. The girls I went to school with, whether it was at St. Joe's or St. Well, Anne's or Jordan or North High. Era, honey. Well, yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about like true. the last like decade or two. Well, back in my day, sure they were alkies, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, alcohol isn't going to ruin your life by getting you pregnant. I will never, I'll never forget that. As a matter of fact, there was a very pretty young woman that I went to high school with. She's a very attractive young girl, and I remember one time, you know, I was. 35 years old, so I'd been out of high school for 19 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never forget picking up the paper one day and seeing she had died of oh, alcohol poisoning. Oh, yeah, I had awesome. a, someone who I went Man. to high school with died like a year or two after we graduated. From alcohol poisoning? From uh, a car accident. I, it was like a, you know, veered off the road, so who really knows what happened? So right. Horrible. No, it's very true. Yeah. We shall be back in just a couple of minutes. A uh, bunch of stuff going on. Stormy Daniels. I'm going to find I don't even know who Stormy Daniels is. Sex with Trump was textbook generic. We'll oh find out what that is next. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. 
I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Who is that? Who? This song. Oh. It's uh, Garbage. I don't know, Melina. Garbage? Garbage. How do I not know a song by Garbage? Uh, huge band, huge. How did that happen? I do remember the name Garbage, but I never heard their... I like, it's a good song, actually, though. Sounded like a good song, anyway. I feel I like know. I've heard it before. Maybe there's they have like some one-hit wonder that we've never... Well, they're from Madison, Wisconsin. There you go. Look at that. I like it. It's oh. not... Wait, is that? Okay, never mind. It's the lead singer is someone named Shirley Manson, and I thought maybe Marilyn. No, Marilyn's sister. No, it's a uh, some Scottish lady, a Scottish your, lass. I bet your name's not Manson either. It's not every day that the New York Times reports on an in-touch article about a porn star, but here we are. In a follow-up to last week's Wall Street Journal article that alleged an adult film actress was paid $130,000 in 2016 to stay mum on a consensual sex encounter with a then-married Donald Trump in 2006, comes the in-touch article. Now, let me ask you a question, Wall Street Journal. So she said that she was never paid anything. She herself said, I was never paid anything. And again, I'm not defending Donald Trump here. I'm just asking for the truth. That's what I'm asking for. Okay. So let's say Donald Trump did have a sexual encounter, a consensual sexual encounter, like you said it was, a consensual sexual encounter with a then-married Donald Trump in 2006. How is that different than Bill Clinton's entire life? I don't understand you. Why is it okay for Donald Trump I mean, okay for Bill Clinton to do it, but not Donald Trump. I don't understand this. And I'm look, well, Barack and, Obama seemed like he was a very faithful guy, well, hung by his wife. That's and, great. And Clinton was doing it while he was in the White House. Exactly. This is before for Trump. I just don't understand why you're so obsessed with trying to ruin another human being's life, because that's not what progressive people do. It's not what liberal people do. What are you doing? They're not progressive or liberal. They're, They're not leftists. Pro- that's exactly the only right. thing they care about is being more left than everyone else. That's very true. It has nothing to do with being progressive or liberal. You've ruined the word. I used to love liberals. Hey, you know what? Just leave people alone. That's what liberals were when I was a kid. Was just leave people alone. Let them live their lives as long as they're not breaking the law or harming anyone else. That's what a liberal was. Because back in, when I was a teenager, there were a lot of rules about you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to do this, and you, you can't be gay, and you can't be this, and you can't be black, and you know, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Well, liberal back then was leave people alone. Don't judge them by their gender, their race, their orientation. That's what a liberal was. Now, it seems to me that a lot of them, not all of them, there's still good liberals in the world, obviously, but... Harming people is the number one thing. Look, I will tell you, and I'm not whining about this because it's not ruining my life. If you think it's easy to live with those far lefties as Tom Bernard in the state of Minnesota, you're mistaken. Those people will go out of their way to try to make me look bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what the hell I did to them. I didn't say that they're foolish and moronic. But other than that, you know, seriously. I have a very, very tough time in some circles getting anything done because they will not do anything for me. You know, so I find somebody else to do it, and it all works out in the end. But it's a lot of work, I will tell you that. That's not what progressive and liberal is. Somebody's got to get their heads out of their ass, I'll I'll just tell you. It's not what you're supposed to be doing. Well, um, there's a Facebook page that I'm on, um, and it's they're talking about the big protest on Palm Beach Island this Oh yeah, Um, and well, not on the island. They're going on the island. They're going out on Palm Beach Island. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, they should probably uh, rethink that one. 
And it's, first of all, the rules of this Facebook page are no Trump. We're not going to talk about Trump here. We're not going to, this isn't what it's all about. It's about uh, the community and what's going on in the community. Okay. On to that last. And it's, <laughs> I don't know, because I haven't been on here. But they're, ta they're talking about uh, the reason why they have to do this is because um, Trump is treasonous. I thought we were going to with no Trump. Oh, it went on and on and on and on. And it says the reason why that everybody needs to go out and, po and protest is because uh, I'm happy to well, – this is the sarcastic one. I won't say any names. I'm, I'm happy to know we can support our president and get behind all the really good people in the KKK and Nazi groups. That's the point. No DACA, DACA, no chip for the kids, just a disgrace and hurting our country ideals and future. That's why he's treasonous. Just, I'm like, that's know. not treason. <clears throat> no. And I, I still don't understand that that whole KKK and Nazi thing and all the I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And by the way, these are the same people who, when they talk about Nazi Germany and, like, it's the worst thing that ever happened, it is one of the worst things that ever happened, okay? What Stalin did was every bit as bad. What, what Mao did was every bit as bad. But that's never brought up because those are communist countries, I guess. Is that the difference there? Look, Hitler, Mao, and Stalin were cut from the same cloth. They're all a bunch of psycho murderers. But you just don't hear hear those things. You know what I mean? You hear train whistles, but yeah, you don't really hear those is. things. It's the loudest train whistle I've ever heard, my God. Sorry. Anyway, it's not every day that the New York Times reports on an in-touch article about a porn star, but here we are. In a follow-up to last week's Wall Street Journal article that alleged an adult film actress was paid $130,000 in 2016, uh, 2016 to stay mum on a consensual sexual encounter with a then-married Donald Trump in 2006, comes the in-touch article published on Wednesday. It is based on a 2011 interview with Stephanie Clifford who goes by the stage name of Stormy Daniels. Oh, my God. I said Stormy Daniels. And describes her meeting Trump at a 2006 golf tournament and having textbook generic sex that night. Among the more salacious details, that the encounter alleged, allegedly happened four months after Melania Trump gave birth. And that Trump told Clifford she was beautiful like his daughter. Uh, per the article, the two met up on future occasions with the Times quoting it as saying Trump last called Clifford in late 2009 or early 2010. The In Touch article says it backed up Clifford's claims via a polygraph and corroboration from an adult film colleague and her ex-husband. Clifford has since denied the affair, and Trump's lawyer Michael Cohen again disputed the account to the Times, calling it the recirculation of an old and debunked story. As far as recirculation goes, Slate Group editor-in-chief Jacob Weisberg also elaborated on his uh, conversations with Clifford in August and October 2016. No story was published at the time. In a piece for Slate, writing, the worst Trump has done, she said, was break promises she'd never believed he would fulfill. Like the In Touch article, Weisberg says Clifford told her Trump had promised her a, a slot on The Apprentice. The story has gotten the late night treatment. True, Stephen Colbert discussed it Wednesday, quipping, wow, maybe In Touch magazine should lead the Russian investigation. I, I just, I, I got to tell you, Stephen, it's people like you and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel, you've destroyed late-night television. Oh, yeah. Colbert is pretty much the worst example of... Uh, it's not even... They don't even try to be funny. They just yeah, uh, point at a picture of Trump and say, yeah. we're better than this but, guy. But they get the, they're the toast of their peers. I mean, all the, mo all the sure stars are. just love them yeah. and tell them how great of a job they're doing, so they're going to keep doing it. But nobody watches it. Well, there's got to be somebody watching it. Their average number, I believe, is about 1.6 million. That's well, nothing. I mean, no, it's not. It's not good for ratings, but it's still a lot of people. If you know, if you think about it. Well, I mean, it's a, a grand total, I believe, of five million people watched late night television. That would be Colbert. That would be Kimmel. That would be Fallon, and that would be uh, Conan O'Brien. It's a total of five million people. That's not. That's no, nothing. it's not enough to make to get ratings, but it's enough to to listen how wonderful you are and keep doing the same thing. Now, I would tell you this. I would say if you wanted to do this, if we had done it across the board, if Clinton had been treated this way, then I'd say, <laughs> well, you know what? They went after Clinton like that. I guess, you know, it's in kind to go after Trump. But Clinton, I did see, I was telling Catherine, I saw a promo or I heard a promo on the radio. I think it was, I actually heard the promo on the radio. 
that Fox is doing an eight-part series called Scandalous about all the affairs that Bill Clinton had. It's only eight parts? <laughs> it's honest to God. These two sides are going after each other like there's no tomorrow. But I think that's, that's what I'm saying, is that if everybody was treated the same, and again, that's what I would tell conservatives and that's what I would tell uh, progressives and liberals. If you treat everybody the same, I could believe you. I would help you, and I would, I would support your cause. But everybody gets treated differently when the goal is that everybody gets treated the same. Well, that was their political platform, was fairness. But it, it's not happening at all. It's not even close to being the truth. No. Uh, I, I love it if everybody were treated the same. That would be great. That would be absolutely fantastic. And just because they take a poll and the... And the, the uh, average uh, person out there in the proletariat uh, thinks that only the rich got a tax break, you need to look at the tax. As far as I can tell, nobody but C-Corps got a tax break. Maybe on the low end you get, I don't mean the low end, I just mean on the the number they're talking about all the time is a thousand bucks. So a thousand dollars is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It's not nothing. A thousand dollars is a lot of money. I could tell you Catherine and I because of the drop from 39 to 37, got a tax break there, but then that disappeared when they wiped out uh, writing off your state taxes uh, from your federal taxes. So Catherine and I got zero tax break. Every time there's a new president, we always pay more every time. (laughs) It doesn't matter who it is. No, we're never. We get a new president, and Catherine and I end up paying more. (laughs) It's never been good for us. So I'm just telling you, because we're not a C-Corp, we got zero tax break. None. Because the fact that we can't write off our state taxes on our federal taxes, uh, we about broke even. Yeah, now, what they saw was there was this one thing that was like pro-rich people. I think their rate went down or something. But if you look at the whole thing, then they didn't get a tax break. But right, what p- the news does is they flash that one thing on the screen and say, look, the rich are getting a break. And now somebody please explain to me how that's a good thing. Why is that a good thing to do? Because it makes them, it makes people more likely to vote uh, Democrat next time. But so you end up hating people who've done well in their business. Look, yep. believe me, I know tons of people who are filthy pigs and would do anything for money. Yes, we it's, do. It's happened to us. Yes. And eventually, someday, I'm going to come out and talk all about it. Uh, about these filth. Seriously, you can't believe people. Um, well, I mean, I, I, we'll and talk. A lot about of it it's when, always been cloaked in the. Uh, we're helping people. The premise of helping people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always in, yeah. Oh yes, we're going to help people. Oh great, yeah. you're yeah. going to help yourselves. So with on the, the cash. Yes, on the face of it was we've come to you if you would finance these projects. It's to help people who can't, who have no housing, or it's to help the military uh, after Hurricane Katrina or whatever it was, and they stole all the money. You know, that's just a fact. That's what happened, and, and one day I will talk all about that, and uh, that day's not far away, I will tell you that. And it's just the way it is. I mean, so so if you think that, that every business person is filthy, you're probably not far from wrong because you look at what Jeff Bezos does uh, with hiring mostly part-time workers, with using the USPS uh, and again, it's huge volume, so I understand why the United States Postal Service would do it, but he gets a much better rate than you and I do. Should he be? I mean, he's a, he's a far, far lefty. Should you be getting a, such a great deal? I mean, it, what about the proletariat again? What, what about the average person out there? Shouldn't they be getting uh, you to pay the, what, the rate that everybody else pays? Right. Uh, bulk discounts always been a thing, though. <clears throat> it always has been a thing. You're absolutely right about that. But... Uh, but, yeah, but you have to put your money where your mouth is at some yeah. point. I mean, that's the deal. Well, yeah, he can't get a bulk discount from a government service and then complain about people not paying their fair share. Exactly. But I don't know, if, I don't, I don't know anything about Jeff Bezos. And well, he's I'm, taking advantage of every single tax break and every single um, everything that he can. I mean, he's doing the whole thing. He's getting tax breaks to come into to cities, people are bidding for him, and yeah. it, it's like he doesn't need it. Oh, by the way, Minnesota's out. Minnesota's out. We wouldn't get. We wouldn't yield enough to him. Apparently not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he. I think there are like twenty cities left, or twenty places left, and, and Minnesota got cut. For what? 
Uh, the second headquarters for Amazon. Oh. Yeah, they do a lot of this. They do the same model as Walmart does. They um, yes. They pay. They get people to work less than thirty hours so that they don't have to pay them uh, or give them health insurance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people that want to uh, the the big fallacy is is that everybody is forced to work part time at these companies. A lot of people want to work part time because they're either taking care of somebody or they're going to school or there's some reason that they don't want to work 40 hours a week. And, you know, that might qualify them for food stamps. So sometimes it's not the big bad corporation that's making these decisions for people. No, you're absolutely right. There's no question about that. We shall be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering a buy one MyPillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Great music today, Melina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful to music today. That's true. One more day. On Tuesday, the Babe.net writer behind this week's allegations of sexual misconduct against Aziz Ansari was invited to appear on Ashley Banfield's show on HLN. And again, that's my new favorite channel to watch because of Ashley Banfield and SE Cup. I think they both do a really good job. Uh, it's owned by CNN, so, I mean, it's not like, wow. you know, I don't... The other ones, I'm sorry, CNN and Fox are really hard to watch. They just, they're, there's some people on there on each one of them I like. I, I like Anderson Cooper. So a lot of people don't like Tucker Carlson, but I, I love Tucker because he just, he's a very bright guy. He does go after people. But so there are people on both of those, those networks that I like. But right now, I, I just kind of focus on HLN, which, which does lean left, but not psychotically left. On Tuesday, the Beb.net writer behind this week's allegations of sexual misconduct against Aziz Ansari was invited to appear on Ashley Banfield's show on HLN. She politely declined. Oh, wait, she did the opposite. I would never go on your network. I would never even watch your network. No woman my age would ever watch your network. Business Insider quotes an email sent from Babe's Katie Way to HLN saying, And I will laugh the day you fold. Important backstory on Monday, Banfield criticized Way's article for being too harmful to the hashtag MeToo movement. At issue is where she sees the line for sexual harassment. Mediaite reports what Grace, in Way's story, calls the worst night of my life, was in Banfield's words, just a bad date. Banfield said Way's story takes away from what she sees as real sexual harassment and assault. Banfield read portions of Way's response email on the air. Now, remember, this is Ashley Banfield reading a letter about herself. Right. Okay. Ashley, someone who I am certainly no, uh, somebody, someone who I am certain nobody under the age of 45 has ever even heard of. 
I hope the 500 re- retweets on the single news write-up made the uh, burgundy lipstick bad highlight second-wave feminist has been really relevant for a while. Uh, the email states, Way also accuses Banfield of attacking Grace in one of the most vulnerable moments of her life. Banfield responded that if you truly believe in women's rights, if you truly believe in feminism, the last thing you should do is attack someone in an ad hominem way for her age. Meanwhile, Slate takes a deeper look at Babe, which focuses on vulgar tomfoolery and reportedly boasts an editorial staff with uh, no member older than 25. Slate concludes, uh, Babe is fun and well-meaning, but unabashedly a bit of a mess. So it's just like, it's, it's a bad person being a bad person. No surprise there. But why is it okay now, <clears throat> again, if you are progressive and you are liberal, to say of a woman on a liberal network, because HLN is a liberal network, I like most of what they do, not all of what they do, but I like most of it. Why is it okay for a progressive or a liberal to say, Ashley, someone who I am certain nobody under the age of 45 has never heard of, I hope the 500 retweets on the single news write-up made that burgundy lipstick, bad highlights, second-wave feminist has been really uh, relevant for a little while. Uh, She goes after Ashley Banfield's appearance. I know. Why is that okay? It's not okay. The answer is because always because they don't have any actual beliefs. They just believe that being farther to the left makes them better. But it's insane to think that. That's the, what is the difference between being that far left and being so far right you think you're the only one getting into heaven? There is no difference. There's no difference. No. There's no difference at all. You're so far left or so far right you think you're special and you're one of the chosen few, aren't you? Right. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Ashley Banfield has done great reporting for a long time. You know, S.E. Cup is rather new to me. I don't, I don't really know a whole lot about her. But she's a strong woman who goes after people uh, for the right reason, not because of their burgundy lipstick and their highlights, or excuse me, bad highlights. I, I just, what, I'm trying to understand if you truly do believe in God and you truly think there is a heaven, why you condemn people to hell constantly and deserve, think you deserve to get into heaven. I'll, I've never understood that. And now we've got the exact same thing on the left, where I am so far left and I am so liberal that it's okay for me to attack you, which is not being liberal or progressive. I, it just it, it baffles me. You should be baffled because it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense to me. I like people in the middle, kind of even keel, have nice discussions with people. You know, Brittany on the KQ Morning Show said this morning, she said, you know, I've heard on this show and on, on the podcast, the Tom Bernard Show, people say ridiculous things and you don't attack them. You just go, okay, well, you know, you, you keep moving forward. I'm not going to start screaming at somebody on this show because of something they've said, unless it's, you know, racist or, I mean, really racist. Not, not what college-educated white people think is racist now, which makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And not racism as a playing card either, like a lot of people uh, are doing these days. Well, by a lot of people, I just mean, you know, a couple of hundred, whatever. Everything is racist now. And you're a white kid, so you know what's racist. Okay. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. That makes total sense to me. But in any case, we're just trying to, like, we're trying to find that middle ground. But So in other words, much like earlier in life, when you had a hard time understanding ultra-religious people and why they felt the way they did, and that you, I mean, Catherine and I were one time sitting with dinner at some people, and the woman started tearing up, and we felt bad for her, and I asked her why she was crying. She said, I feel bad because my mother never accepted Jesus, so she's going to burn in hell. I said, you're talking about your own mother in that way? What are you thinking? Your own mother, you're, you're, you just condemned your own mother to burn in hell because she doesn't believe what you believe. Well, what's the difference now on the far left? They want you to burn in hell, but unfortunately for them, hell is on earth. So we all have to sit through it and we all have to put up with it, which is not really all that fair, is it? Do you think? I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, everybody's confused. <laughs> The Auschwitz Museum called the March incident outrageous and unacceptable. It turned out to be worthy of punishment, too. A dozen people who showed up naked outside its gates chained themselves to each other and slaughtered a sheep. 
alleging a, allegedly as a protest against the war in Ukraine, were found guilty of profaning the site by a Polish court. Wait, in Auschwitz? In Auschwitz, yeah. That well-known Russian memorial? Yeah, which is yeah, kind of bizarre because hell? it's Polish. Yeah, I mean, Germany doesn't have anything to do with this Ukraine situation. Mm, not that I know of. The BBC reports two Belarusians were handed sentences in excess of a year, and the rest who also hailed from Ukraine, Germany, and Poland were handed community service, reports Radio Free Europe. The museum's head had this to say, these people desecrated one of the most tragic places in the world by shamelessly trying to use it to propagate vague ideas that never really were explained, co-organizer Mikita Valadsko, who was sentenced to 14 months, tried to explain the group's idea to Radio Free Europe, which quotes him as saying, they wanted to draw attention to the fact that people have not, le not learned anything from what happened at Auschwitz. We have not been properly taught that killing is bad and people continue to kill. Yeah, that's what it is. After that we hearing... don't know killing is bad. Yes, we, gotta, we must admit we don't know killing is yeah, bad. See, it's yes, like they have the mentality of a four-year-old. Well, that's very true. It's very true. After hearing the verdict, the AFP quotes Valadsko as saying, the court punished us for a work of art. It's unfair. You referred to yourself as a work mm. of art. The word art doesn't mean anything. So, Well, that's true. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It can mean anything sure. you want it to mean, which makes it meaningless. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. So uh, the reason I read that story is I just wanted to make very, very clear that I love America. I love living in America. And it's not the only psycho spot on earth, man. People around no. the world are, are nuts. What happened? Well, I, I think that people believe that if they just try hard enough that governments will do what they th what the people think that they should be doing. Mm. And that's just not going to happen. I guess. Uh, it's going to be 37 today in uh, Minnesota. And it's going to be, what, 45 or 6 tomorrow, right? Ooh, you must be in a heat wave. I'm telling you. Uh, 37 today, 46 tomorrow. So I had to read this uh, just to make every, all Minnesotans who've been suffering through below yeah, zero it's weather. It's been really cold. If Russian winters weren't miserable and dreary, we wouldn't have Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. In fact, the, in the month of December 2000, they saw just three hours of sunlight in a month Ugh. in Moscow. <laughs> the New York Times reports that benchmark was just shattered, however, with Moscow experiencing its darkest December ever. The paper notes, soaking in a whole six minutes of sun. Six minutes, minutes. of sun. Boy, so they, in, you know, you could make some profits on sending them some happy lights over there. Yeah, I would think so. That's probably true. You could oh, probably do really well. Yeah. They saw six minutes of sun the entire month of December. That's horrible. Sometimes it feels it like gets, that in Minnesota, yeah. I'm sorry to say. Well, it can be a little... <laughs> can be a little cloudy <laughs> in Minnesota. Like, I don't remember very, the last time I've worn my sunglasses. I know. <laughs> The average for December in the country's capital is about 18 hours. 18 hours is the average for December in Moscow. Oh, God, no wonder they drink so much. Wouldn't you drink like a fish if you lived in a place where the sun never shone? I, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't know it was that bad either. I didn't either. I had no idea it was How that bad. How much further north are they than Minnesota, than Minneapolis? I think Minnesota's further north than Moscow is. Well, then why Minneapolis is so latitude darkness? 34, right? Mm, I'm not sure about that. I'll read this and you can look that up. That would be good. In any case, uh, this followed an atypically wet and chilly summer, which prompted more than usual number of calls to local mental health services and visits to psychiatrists. See, happy lights. See, you're right. Happy lights. you got to get a happy light. When they hear about this, many people say, it's clear now why I was depressed. Roman Vilfand, the head of Russia's weather service, says Vilfand notes, uh, notes the bleakness was brought about by warm air masses sweeping in from the Atlantic and saturating the sky with clouds. So somehow he's probably going to blame it on America. <laughs> probably is our fault. <laughs> probably it's our probably fault. Donald Trump's fault. They're about 10 degrees north of us. Oh, are they really? They're yeah. about 10 so, degrees. Okay. Yeah, they're, so they uh, do get a little bit more darkness. Yes. Indeed. The lack of sunlight isn't the only issue now that it's winter. With the darkness comes extreme cold with temperatures throughout Russia plummeting into deep freeze territory and Yakuts. Uh, generally considered to be the country's coldest area, temperatures have hovered around minus 80 degrees oh, Fahrenheit. What? Why would you ever live there? <laughs> minus 80 what? Fahrenheit. I mean, minus 10 is like, Horrible. it's bad, but it's not like go outside and instantly die. Yeah. Well, minus anything. 
Zero's horrible. The Siberian Times notes it was so cold in Oymakon, sometimes dubbed the coldest village in the world, that a new recently installed electronic thermometer actually broke. Oh, my God. The thermometer broke because of the extreme cold. Oh. Now we're talking. To underscore the brutal weather, one local Yakutian, Yakutskian, excuse me, Posted a picture of herself on Instagram showing her bundled up, her yeah. eyelashes crushed with I- crusted with ice. It's pretty amazing. Have you seen the picture? Yeah. Yeah, look at this picture, Andy. Have you seen this? Yeah. Those are her actual uh, eyebrows. Oh, what is she doing oh, outside? Me, I, uh, yeah, uh, stay inside. Eyelashes. I mean, like, what happens if your heater breaks? You just accept death? Because <laughs> what else can you do? Yes. There's Run no, to the neighbors. Without a source of heat, there's no way to survive in that temperature. No, I can't even imagine a house could stay warm for much more than a couple of hours. No, it's like, imagine before they could properly seal, like, you know, uh, in... When was Siberia uh, colonized? Uh, 16th and 17th centuries. So, I don't know, they just just must have had huge, raging fires all over the place 24 hours a day, because... Yeah, if you if you turned off your heater for ten minutes, your entire house would be frozen. Do you think that six minutes that uh, that Moscow saw the sun in December was all in one stretch? Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. You just get about uh, fifteen seconds of sun per day. Uh, yeah, that's probably about how it was. <laughs> that's probably how it happened. That's got to be a real thrill. Honey, the sun's coming out. Get the stopwatch. Come on, let's go. Six minutes total, and I would lose my mind. Eighty below Fahrenheit, which is I think about what fifty-five below uh, Celsius, uh, something like fifty-eight below horrible. Celsius. Um, I no. can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine no, how I, horrible I was when that I did that felt. that uh, Baltic Sea thing. Um, we went into Saint Petersburg, which is quite a bit north, right, of right. Moscow, right? Um, and they had those, you know. 23 hours and some odd minutes of of sunlight yeah in the summer so yeah they must have that in the winter too. i guess i guess that's what the situation like is alaska it's, so again when it got down to you know 17 below 20 below, what is the coldest it got so far this year in minnesota is it like 20 below I 24 so. below something like that <sighs> melina do you remember uh, I don't know if I got that cold. I mean, it was like I don't seventeen think I got below. Th- uh, this year, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we've hit double digits in the negatives yet. Really? Maybe oh, we yeah, have. Maybe an overnight. Sure. It was twenty below zero in Des Moines, Iowa, at some point. Oh, so God. it must have gotten that cold in Minneapolis. We shall be back with our two Tom Bernard show.